Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Bangers only on a Saturday. That's a fact. That's right. Uh, TJ Luckman, the producer. I'm Corey Griswold. I'm here with you until 2 o'clock today on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Uh, the Bisons are back in town. We love uh, to see it. Uh, feeling the Bison thunder, feeling the Bison beat, things of that nature. Joining us now on the West Her Hotline is the voice of the Buffalo Bisons, Pat Malacaro. Uh, Pat, thank you for joining me uh, on a Saturday. I really appreciate it. Um, how are you doing, buddy? Doing great, Corey. It's, uh, glad, glad to chat with you here today. It's, it's been a while, but uh, beautiful day here at Salem Field as we're getting ready for what is game five of a six-game set and see if the Bisons can win five straight against this Rochester team. I'm going to ask you about what is going on with the Bisons very recently because they look like they are just tearing through um, the Rochester Red Wings. But I want to ask you this because you and I um, kind of hung out together very early on in our radio careers here at WGR. I think you and I showed up at the station roughly around the same time in the mid to, mid-2000s. to And, buddy, there is nobody that I respect more for the amount of work that you have put in to get to where you got to go, man, you really started from the bottom. And now we're here in terms of broadcasting baseball in the United States, which means that you have seen probably more than a lot of other people, the transformation that has taken place in minor league baseball over those years that you have been a broadcaster. So now here you are with the Buffalo Bisons back in Buffalo, back able to do broadcasts with you and Duke McGuire um, that you can hear on KB 1520. And, it has been a wild past year and a half, two years for minor league baseball, not just with COVID, but also with realignment. So I'm going to start with COVID. How have you approached coming back to the game? How much of it just seems like old habit and how much is different? How much have you missed? Like, just talk about that experience as a broadcaster of coming back and doing games again. Yeah, and my experience is more unique than even everybody else in what is now triple and East because as you mentioned, you know, the Bisons were playing in Trenton, New Jersey. They were not home uh, for the first two and a half months of the season. And when the season got underway in May, so I was watching Bison games, watching uh, Greg Caserta, who did a great job in Trenton, call the games and whether it was social media, uh, game notes, all the things that I normally do for a Bison's game uh, when I'm calling a game as well. I was doing all that but call the game. So my, my situation is a little unique again this year. Um, and to be back with Duke and, you know, just, just uh, on the broadcast, calling the games, the, to me the most exciting part is everything that goes into it during the day. You know, you get here early in the morning for a 105 game today. It's getting the game notes ready, getting the stat packs ready, talking to uh, 
both managers, maybe a pitching coach about if there's a major league rehab assignment, all those different things, you know, how the infield plays now that uh, the infield was replaced by the Blue Jays going into the season. So all those different things, it feels like normal. Um, so it feels really good to be back. But, yeah, it was definitely a, an interesting and, and long-winding road, um, you know, not even counting, you know, the, the fact that minor league baseball, as you mentioned, realigned. And now there's 20 teams in the division that the Bison's playing, not just 14 like there were before. Yeah, I mean, um, how have the Bisons as an organization felt about, the re- felt about like, how minor league baseball has kind of shifted over time? I don't think necessarily that they had a lot of power in that circumstance. But, like, um, you know, the Bisons, you know, they're still in Buffalo. They're still playing. That is not the case for, you know, every single minor league team that has existed um, it, over the past few seasons. I mean, there were there were a lot of teams that simply did not have uh, sponsorships or did not uh, find a way to keep playing uh, in this reorganization. How have the Bisons kind of adapted to this new environment? How do they feel about it? How do you feel about it? Yeah, so uh, the Bisons are, are part of an overall group, Rich Baseball Organization, and the West Virginia Black Bears were one of the 42 teams that were not going to have an affiliate going into 2021. So it's something we've, we've been very cognizant about and been at the forefront of um, over the last year plus. Um, fortunately for West Virginia, they were part of the new draft league where a lot of college and some high school players would go and, and play almost like what was the short season league that you would see in a Batavia or uh, Auburn, New York before um, it started a little bit earlier. It ended a little bit earlier, um, but it was basically a similar type concept. So uh, it has been very unique and, and different and trying to come up with new ways to, you know, stay, stay relevant and, and stay uh, in a position where you're not, uh, you know, you're not one of those teams without uh, a dance partner, so to speak. So it's been different. It's been uh, somewhat of a, a, a unique time, but, you know, our affiliation with the Toronto Blue Jays is, is so great. And the fact that we're geographically just, you know, 90 minutes uh, if, when the border is open and able to, to cross it uh, easily uh, accessible to, to Blue Jay players to, to go across the border back and forth. So uh, it's, we are lucky in that circumstance, but it, it has not been the case for everybody. And uh, certainly people with an earshot of you and me right now know that just as well as anybody yeah i'm and and, you know i'm glad you brought up toronto because as much as the bisons have to have these concerns you know horizontally in minor league baseball about where they sit in the plans of major league baseball and baseball in general and trying to ensure their stability uh i mean the the blue jays had to figure out a place to play because they couldn't and that puts a unique strain on an organization vertically that the bisons and the blue jays had to find a way to get through that not any really any other team in baseball had to deal with and it appears that both the bisons and the blue jays you know really succeeded in coming through this in one piece in some very difficult circumstances and the folks in trenton as well absolutely here in buffalo you know our Going back to last year, and luckily, unfortunately, with the no minor league season, but for the Blue Jays in their circumstance, fortunate to have a ballpark here in Buffalo that the team, the organization, the players were very familiar with and able to adapt it into a major league setting in almost record time, just a matter of weeks. And then, you know, the hope was that the border would would be open. We'd be in a much better place come uh, the wintertime spring training this, this year so that Toronto could go home and play the entire 2021 20, season at home. But once we started to realize that was not going to be a reality, then all the plans went into place. And then 
you know, it, it started to be, okay, if, if the Blue Jays need to play in Buffalo again, what would happen to the Bisons? Where would they play? They would have a home somewhere. And, you know, going back to the realignment of minor league baseball, a place like Trenton, New Jersey, which was the AA affiliate of the New York Yankees for several years, uh, was a prime location uh, in terms of the players being able to go back and forth with being so close to Philadelphia, even not that far away from New York. Uh, you know, a facility that was up to what would need to be AAA standards. So, and the front office in Trenton went above and beyond to make it uh, a good setup, a great setup for the players, uh, the staff, everybody. So uh, it was not only the Blue Jays and the Bisons kind of figuring out how to uh, make a home for Toronto here and what would happen to the Bisons, but then it was the ripple effect of, where do they go? And Trent, New Jersey certainly stepped up. Pat Malacaro, play-by-play voice of the Buffalo Bisons, joining us here on the West Her Hotline on WGR. Pat, I want to talk about the guys who are on the team right now. I'm uh, uh, perusing the stats here of the Bisons, and I'm looking at the current players that they have on the team, and they have five guys with OPSs over 900. Like, are they just murdering baseballs? What is going on with the Bisons? Yeah, they've got a lot of good depth here, and it's not just a veteran player like Tyler White, who has really had a power surge over the last seven weeks and was a Triple uh, A East uh, batter of the week a couple of weeks ago for for what he did. But someone like uh, like Kevin Smith, who was a top prospect in the organization going into 2019, had a little bit of a setback in terms of his play on the field and at the plate for New Hampshire, and has really vaulted himself back into the conversation of uh, one of the top prospects for the Blue Jays. Uh, just wouldn't have a spot on the diamond right now because Bo Bichette is the everyday shortstop for Toronto. So I think a, a lot of it has to do with players getting regular playing time and uh, position players, for the most part, who started the year in Buffalo have played uh, in, in this lineup regularly every day um, this season. And there's no substitute, especially when you did not have game action last year. You may have saw some of the rust have to get you know knocked off the cleats a little bit, so to speak, uh, in the first month of the season. But since then, for sure, uh, Kevin Smith has been one of the best Bisons. Uh, somebody who was injured for much of the year, Forrest Wall comes off the injured list and has a big game for the Bisons the last couple of days, including last night. So this is a very fun team, and that's one of the frustrating points if you're a Bison fan You know, this season is the team has played so well. They're in first place now in the division, and the way the playoffs work this year in AAA East, there's no playoffs, actually. Whoever has the best record in the league come September 19th is the league champion. The Bisons have been right around there uh, within earshot of that for, for the past month or so. And unfortunately for a lot of Bison fans, not able to see games in person. Now that they are, they're certainly seeing a team that's a lot of fun. And pitching-wise, fielding-wise, they're very solid there as well. Yeah, they're a game back at Durham right now for the league lead in AAA East, I believe. Um, and that's mostly, I think, because they haven't played as many games. I, 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 think, I think they have the same record of losses uh, in terms of Durham. Uh, if, if somebody's coming to the ballpark, who should they keep their eye on? Today, it's Otto Lopez. He's the starting shortstop for the Bisons, and a player who has hit better than 300 in his minor league career, has had a couple of nice uh, at-bats for the Bisons, seven RBIs since joining the team less than two weeks ago, and somebody who is, you talk about the scout into the, the manager, Casey Candell, about somebody who has a lot of tools in terms of his ability to play the field, uh, his ability at the plate. Lopez is an exciting young player that could find a home in Toronto very soon. So you look for him at shortstop, and then on the mound, you've got a lot of good pitchers. Thomas Hatch is supposed to throw uh, today for the Bison. He has a little bit of big league experience, acquired under trade from the Cubs a couple years ago. So 
you've got a little bit of everything to watch for uh, at the 105 start. I got one more technical question for you before I let you go, Pat, and it's this. Playing in Trenton as opposed to playing in Buffalo, how are the ballparks different? Did the did Trenton play differently for the Bisons? How did that affect their offense? How did that affect their defense? And have they had a hard time adapting to Salem Field? Because, you know, Salem Field has got some unique dynamics in terms of the wind and in terms of everything else. And also, you know, Seagulls may be coming to try to kill you. So, like, what is it about playing in these two ballparks? Have the Bisons had really any difficulty in kind of adapting to these spots? There hasn't really been much of, a, of an issue yet so far. Uh, the field here in Buffalo, because it is uh, it was installed over the last year for the Blue Jays, uh, the outfield last year was brand new, the infield this year is brand new, it plays a lot faster, a lot firmer the way that it would play in Rogers Center. So that was one adjustment that the players had to make, but they've actually done infield every single day since coming to Buffalo, something you really don't see in August for a team that's played almost 90 games now. Normally you have you know, maybe one day here or there, but the Bison have taken infield and outfield work every day so far so that they wouldn't have any issues going from Trenton to Buffalo. You mentioned the wind, and that is one thing for left-handed hitters trying to hit the ball the right field. There's been noticeable, uh, a noticeable difference in, among the players of balls that they thought were well-struck that would actually end land in the Delaware River uh, out beyond right field at Trenton Thunder Ballpark. But here there are fly balls on the warning track that maybe the, the right fielder has to back up to the, to the wall again. So uh, that is one difference, but... That's the only one the players really have noticed so far. And, of course, that's not a problem at Rogers Center. So, like, that's, you know, you got to take that into account if you're the Blue Jays watching these guys in Buffalo. Like, if you have a left-handed hitter and he keeps hitting it out and it just doesn't leave the ballpark, they got to think in the back of their head, like, yeah, but in Rogers Center, that's fine. Yeah, and, and that's where, you know, you, you rely on so much more analytical data these days where there, there are machines. There's TrackMan, which is one, one system to track spin rates and launch angle and all those different uh, pieces of data that teams use. Back when uh, I started working in baseball in 1999, you're relying on the daily reports from the manager, pitching coach, and hitting coach, and they're, they're just telling you what the, your eyes tell you. And as we know in all sports these days here in 2021, you need your eyes to tell you part of the, part of the, the equation, but you also need the data to tell you the other part. So um, getting all that information uh, to the front office in Toronto, definitely I'm sure that is something that, that helps when it's just not the eye test, it's not just one piece of information, it's all of them coming together. Okay, I lied. I have one more question, but it's your fault because you brought it up. So the Blue Jays, are they helping the Bisons install that kind of technology at the ballpark to kind of get that data? Is that the Blue Jays' responsibility? Is that the Bisons coming through with that? Yeah, that's the Blue Jays. And for fans that came to games when when Toronto was here, they might have noticed these uh, cameras that almost look like security cameras on top of the dugout. And those are actually part of hardwired video equipment that you know, previously the video coordinator who would track uh, the, the pitchers with camcorders, the, the hitters with camcorders, all that stuff now is kind of hardwired in so that it can all be received into a central location, and that's all done by the Blue Jays. TrackMan is something that is standard throughout minor league baseball at the AAA level. I believe every team has it installed, and you know, for, for folks that are uh, hardcore baseball fans, they'll know in the independent leagues, in the Atlantic League, they have tested out the automatic automatic umpire the robot umpire that's the technology that is installed in pretty much all 30 ballparks so uh, it's it's gained a lot more popularity over the last handful of years but it's something that uh, the blue jays have added and uh, piece by piece 
put together here in Buffalo over the last probably five seasons. Pat Malacaro, uh, voice of the Buffalo Bisons. You can hear the Bisons today at 1 o'clock on uh, WWKB, uh, KB 1520. Uh, weather's going to be great, and uh, hopefully folks can listen in and get down to the ballpark and welcome the Bisons back to down. Pat, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for joining us. Always great to talk to you, Corey. Take care. All right, Pat Malacaro joining us on the Western Hotline. Uh, we got more coming up. Uh, Sal Capaccio joining us at the top of the hour. Advanced a little bit because his flight's getting in early. We'll talk to Sal about the Bills playing in Detroit and what he saw from his perspective on the sidelines. I'm Corey Griswold, TJ Luckman producing at Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.